Welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I am Tony Bermanzi. Connor Ennis is once again out tonight. This is the third time in a row. Um, I mean, technically, he should be fired from this podcast for missing three in a row, but we won't. We'll fire him. He's got a, his voice is bad. He's been uh, yelling at his subordinates at work for the past week. So uh, his voice is coming back. So he'll be back next weekend because next weekend's a huge podcast, guys. We are doing it, planning on doing it right after the uh, Loons game for Decision Day. So that'll be a big one for us. Um, not a really, I mean, was there really a lot going on this last week? Uh, David, yeah. you have some stuff going on? I mean, We'll, we'll get into it, but you I went had, to a couple uh, breweries. You went to a couple breweries. You did. Um, <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get into it with David. Uh, I think a lot of listeners know that David does live in Florida. He does live in Fort Myers, which was uh, ground zero for Hurricane Ian. So we'll we'll talk to David about that in a little bit. Um, other than that, um, I have been wife free for the past couple of days. My wife went to L.A. Uh, to see a friend of hers. And uh, she got out there. The day she got out there, her friend, they were going out to see, broke her finger. Um, so mm. she has a broken finger, and she'll be getting surgery on that when they leave. But they have uh, all gone and done the things. They went to uh, – the, the, the friend lives in Thousand Oaks. I don't know if you guys know where Thousand Oaks is in L.A. It's northwest of L.A., um, so right north of Malibu. So they've, they've gone to the, uh, the Hollywood sign. They did the whole – walk of fame thing she sent me some pictures of uh dean martin's star and some other things um the funny thing is guys they these three are all nurses okay now california's big on during the pandemic and still to this day they're still big on the not masking so much but a lot of vaccine mandates certain places so they try to go to the uh the observatory what is that the uh What's the name Griffith of that? Park, Griffith, Griffith Park. Park. Yeah, Park yeah, yeah. yeah. They try to go up there. Well, of course, you have to be vaccinated in order to go there. Do you think any of those three brought along or even had their app to show they're vaccinated? <laughs> no. Well, wouldn't you, wouldn't you at the very least have the app? I mean, on your phone? None of them have the They don't have the app. Hmm. They're nurses, Dave. <laughs> that's that's a little These surprising because I think... I mean, I, I can't remember the exact name of the apps and I'm not going to look them up yeah. as we speak, but I think I think I have two apps. I think my healthcare yeah. app would show it. I think there's another one yeah. that has it, you know, wow. But so, I, yeah, it's it a little could, surprising. Yeah. I mean, because that's that's an outdoor. I mean, I knew like, actually it was like Nevada, like Nevada and California are big on the mandates. I, assuming, it, you know, I would, indoor concerts, venues, stuff like that. I'm surprised something like that. Cause a lot of that you can see from the outside, you're outside looking at that observatory and the park itself. And I know they've got a lot up there. I've never actually been up as many times I've been in California. I've never been there regrettably. So, so that they did, you know, that, and then, uh, you know, they, they went to the beach and they've gone and hung out at her house and she's got a nice house with the pool and everything. And uh, so, yeah, she'll be back tomorrow. So I've been playing Mr. Mom the past couple of days, making school lunches, helping out with homework. Um, making parenting decisions by myself which normally i don't do so uh, hopefully they've all gone well and the kids the kids are still here i mean i mean so that's fine point. yeah exactly right so um guys let's talk about well dave did you have anything cool going on this last week well i mean your your week kind of sounds exactly like mine so i don't yeah. know not much to get into but well, just you, kidding. You, mr mom no just kidding <laughs> Uh, mine was a little different. 
I uh, actually took a long weekend, took Thursday, Friday off. I'm, you know, getting into October already as we speak. Uh, I'm starting to find myself in a situation where um got a few extra vacation days either to use or lose. So I took off Thursday, Friday, ended up catching the last Twins home game, game home game 81 uh, on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. That was, it was just a gorgeous day. Of course, they lost, but it didn't really matter at the time. And yeah, um, yeah, I had a good weekend. I guess matter of perspective, had a beautiful Saturday afternoon at TCF Bank Stadium watching the Gophers with my dad. Unfortunately, the Gophers lost as well, you know, and rolling that into what we'll talk about in a little bit with the loons. But, uh, you know, perspective, beautiful day, beautiful time to be out at TCF Bank. And then, yeah, Sunday actually had the chance to get down to the Renaissance Festival. Hadn't cool. been there in probably 15 years. I'm not I'm, I might really? have been down there. I, I think I was last there in 2007 or 2008. So yeah, it's been a good 15 oh. years. So I hadn't been there for a while. So I had a chance to do that. And yeah, so a nice little, uh, nice weekend there. And again, beautiful weather here lately. Mm-hmm. unlike David to the South, but uh, yeah, I just took advantage of the weather as much as I could and got out and about a little bit. So yeah, it was a good week. Good weekend. Did you, did you have some mead? I didn't. I didn't. Actually, oh. I, 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 I had a, um, a summit beer, like a, I had their summit, like, uh, what was it? Um, oatmeal stout. And that was it. Oh, just a small man. beer there. Otherwise, mm-hmm. just, uh, did you have a turkey leg? I didn't, I was going to, the lines got too long. I'll tell you what, like I got there. One of the reasons why I didn't really have any beer was I got there at, I pulled in at like eight o'clock, eight 30 to beat you know, beat the early rush. Cause I'm glad I did because it got crowded quick. So by midday mm-hmm. it was packed. And so there was lines for everything and not everything I had a long line. You could find certain things, pick and choose, but like noon, one o'clock. Yeah. Lines were crazy. And I, a couple of times, cause it was on my list of things that I kind of wanted to do, but <laughs> twice got to a vendor that there, cause there's probably three or four places around there that do the turkey legs and yep. a couple, at least two of the times got there. We're like, Hmm, this line's a little short. And then it was just seconds later. We heard somebody say, but they'll be back. Turkey legs will be back in 20 to 30 minutes, you know? So just missed. Did you have a pickle? I had a pickle. Okay. okay, And I had forgot in the 15 years, I didn't realize pickles was, was was such a thing there, but you cannot walk like 20 feet without running into a pickle vendor. And another thing I liked is, uh, didn't realize this, uh, like they'll take, they'll take, you know, they sell these pickles like crazy, I guess. And they'll just take the big, big tubs, big buckets of pickles leftover pickle juice and it'll just end up pouring it on the street i'm assuming yeah. it to uh you know to make the smell or whatever and <laughs> yeah, yeah keep the dust so, yeah. Yeah. keep the dust down too it gets dusty out there it does yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's true they were joking like it's only you know it's, it's a place you can be dusty and muddy at the same time that's right yeah. that's right it certainly is the case well good deal so yeah. uh yeah rent fest we want to get there again this year we didn't but uh maybe next year um Guys, let's talk about beers, because we have beers from three different states today. Mm, and uh, so, so we've got Minnesota, we've got uh, Florida, and we've got Missouri. Um, I'll go first, because I've got the new beer from a new state. Uh, it's uh, Schlaff... How would you guys say this? Schlafly? Schlafly. Schlafly. Yeah. Laughly Brewing in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, thanks to my mother-in-law, Jan, for picking this up. She was in St. Louis visiting some relatives for a week and a half. I sent her a text. I said, hey, if you happen to go by a brewery, could you stop in and get me some? Little did I know, because they have, really didn't have much going on down there. She went to three different breweries. 
looking for beer for me. Uh, and I said, did you have any? She's like, no. I'm like, so you just went to the breweries just to find beer for me. She's like, yes, I did. So she got me uh, Shafley's uh, brew. This is a Hefeweizen from them. Uh, it is 4.4%. It is uh, a fantastic beer, guys. Uh, it's just like a Hefeweizen should. Um, I know what else to say about it. I've had many of these on the podcast. Uh, but it's good. It's a light beer. Uh, very drinkable. Um, she also got me their Hazy IPA and uh, their lager uh, from them. And also, because as you guys know, St. Louis, Missouri is the home of Anheuser-Busch. She got me a big Budweiser can, commemorative can, with um, the Molina and who's the pitcher? The uh, Wainwright. Wainwright. So it's Wainwright that's, Molina. That's going to be a cool, that's a cool can. Yeah, it's a very cool can. And supposedly they're coming out with a Pujols one here shortly, of course. Nice. Uh, but yeah, she said these were very hard to find. And and when she did find one, she said she bought it for me. So I was like, yeah, fantastic. Awesome. I'll, I'll keep that can around. So yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys, I did a little research on breweries in St. Louis, that area. There's not a lot of breweries down there. And I think the reason why is because of August Shell or uh, uh, Budweiser. Uh, Budweiser being down there. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, um, I mean, I, I've made, you know, I made a handful of trips down there. My aunt and uncle and cousins kind of live down there. But yeah, I guess in all my trips, I mean, I haven't been in the last probably three years. But yeah, over the years, I can't think of seeing a lot of breweries there. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, there's plenty of nice local bars and pubs. And, and that scene is pretty good. But yeah, as far as breweries are concerned, yeah, I can't, uh, can't, Certainly haven't visited one. Can't think of you know a big scene off the top of my head. It's when I looked around, it wasn't like Minneapolis, St. Paul, or even the suburbs. I kept looking for breweries. And I'm like, man, there's just not that many around here. Uh, not like here where we've got you know 50 in the metro area. I swear it's like I think it's at least that many. Uh, but yeah, so I guess that's again it's because of Budweiser and. It is what it I, is, but probably. I mean, you you get you get into the South real quick as soon as you get out of you know Iowa and into Missouri, and it, I don't know, maybe it's just a maybe it's just what people prefer, you know, especially out of St. Louis. It's it is so you know the the ultra breweries with Budweiser being so popular, and I mean that, and then once you get out of St. Louis proper, the city of St. Louis, you know, you get into the country pretty quickly. So I mean, maybe it's just a you know a supply and demand kind of thing, just not as popular. Maybe. And people probably just drink their Bud Light and Budweiser and whatever. So, yeah, I, uh, it's cool. I mean, I'm glad she got it for me, but, you know, it's nice to have a uh, brewery from another state uh, to kind of get things going. But, uh, uh, David, you went to the east coast of Florida for a little bit. And did, was yeah. your brewery, brewery from over there? Uh, yeah, I, I'll have one next week even. Um, nice. So yeah, this is a uh, brewery number twenty-two for me in Florida, um, the Hop Life Brewing Company in St. Lucie, and uh, I got the Nut House Coffee Porter, and it's a five-point-five ABV, and they say it's a uh, it's made with locally roasted small batch cold brew coffee. Uh, it's a milk porter. And uh, yeah, this is really creamy. It's light. It's it's not a lot of body to it. Um, it's it's creamy. It's got a little bit of chocolate 
uh, flavors, you can definitely, I mean, as soon as you stick the, stick the mug, mug up to the mug uh, glass up to the, up to your nose, you can smell, it's like sticking your nose in a mug of coffee. Um, it smells really good and it, it tastes, it, it tastes good. I mean, I, it's not like, you know, spectacular porters usually aren't really that spectacular. Um, it's just a really solid, solid porter. Um, like it a lot. They say that there's um, complementing the roasted pecan, bourbon, coconut, and hazelnut coffee blend. So that's a mouthful of a coffee blend. Um, and it, you know, you can definitely probably taste some type of coconut in there. Um, yeah, you, maybe you can even taste bourbon. I've had a few bourbon um, soaked coffee beans in the past. And yeah, you can maybe taste something like that in there. It's really good. I mean, it's, it's again, you know, porters aren't anything too spectacular usually, but um, this is a really, really good brew. Awesome. Awesome. Right up Dave's alley, I think. Right, Dave? Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. kind of into that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially so, as we get into and, the winter here. So. Yeah, we're getting that time of the year, Dave, where you're going to start having beers from that are the darker blends of beers, yeah, I'll, I think. I'll pivot from all the cream ales that I, I've been drinking mm -hmm. this year to more of the dark, mm -hmm. you know, porters and stuff. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Well, like I said, I was at on Sunday. I was at the Run Festival, which is, I guess, technically, I'm not sure. Is that in Chaska? It may or may not be, but it is. Nevertheless, it is just a few miles from Chaska, just to the north. Mm -hmm. um, Chaska is just north, that is, anyways. So. I uh, just looked what was available and just uh, so happened there was a brewery uh, that I had not to, been to. So it's a new brewery, new beer for me. I hadn't had any of their beers. It's uh, actually the Shramhaas Brewery in Chaska. And it's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah, I, had, I hadn't even heard of it, to be honest, until I started looking for it. But Shram, cool. Shram or Shram, I think it's looked up the pronunciation. I believe it's Shramhaas Brewery. Um, but anyways, it's it's actually really cool. It, it does look pretty new, so it, it may not have been there for too long, actually. But it's in a really cool location. Just, I mean, basically, I'd call it downtown Chaska, technically just outside of downtown. It's right off Chaska Boulevard. And you drive up, you, you come off Chaska, or Chaska Boulevard, you go up this little hill, and then all of a sudden, you're they must have like three acres of space in that ballpark, I think they said. And you're basically overlooking Chaska. So you got a great view of Chaska and the, the Southwest River Valley as a whole. So great location, great new brewery. They've got a patio outside, fairly big patio, kind of spans two sides of the building. And uh, yeah, so kind of a hidden gem in the sense that I didn't know about it. So, but I'm glad I, glad it was close to where I was on Sunday. And so, yeah, I stopped by to check it out, had a beer there before I went home. And uh, so I ended up going with uh, what's called it is basically their cane fighter undefeated. Now it is, and it's a, uh, actually a double, um, it's a double New England IPA. And so basically SRAM just doing, didn't know this before yesterday, but SRAM usually has about 13 beers on tap at any given time. They have their flagship beers. They have five of them. They're all, they're kind of German centric as well. Um, they do have a blonde ale and a couple others, but I'd say generally speaking, Germans, german centric um and one of those you know mainstays that they have is called their cane fighter ipa and that's their india pale ale so this is kind of i suppose the spinoff of that and so it's a you know it i guess it's not technically an imperial but a double new england ipa um it's hazy 
it's, but I'll tell you what, and it's also, I should mention it's 8%. So it's a good beer to, to drink when you're, when we're going to be talking about the game that we're going to be talking about. So but for a beer that's 8%, what really jumps out is, you know, it's not, it, it doesn't for, you know, double, double IPA. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it's not overwhelming. It has, you know, it's a floral citrusy note, but it's not too hoppy, which I prefer definitely a fruity kind of citrusy taste and it's creamy too. And so that, I think because of that, it, it really has a smooth finish with a little, I guess, uh, citrus lemon zest or something like that kind of note at the end, but yeah, really delicious. And, uh, yeah, glad I stumbled upon it. I wonder what it's named after cane fighter. Good like, question. Cane? Like, I don't, I guess I really don't understand the reference. I'm, cane I'm looking, yeah. And I'm looking at their current tap list right now and I, mm -hmm. I don't see, I don't see a common theme, so I can't just say, okay. oh, they're, they're all named after this or that, but who knows? I, it's hard to say. And I, I'm looking at, like... I'm kind of looking at their description of, of the cane fighter and the cane fighter undefeated, which I'm drinking, and mm. uh, they don't make any reference to that name. So, hmm. like, I'm wondering if it's like, should have asked Cain Vasquez, but that's spelled C A I N. And yeah, that's, that's a weird, weird name for it hmm. yeah like i said they're cane fighter they're cane fighter one of their mainstays is, is but it's an mm -hmm. american ipa so oh yeah, it's got to be some reference to something it's got to be I like something ask. it's probably something like we're like oh shit yeah that's what it is holy crap you know but yeah oh, good dave got a new brewery i think this is a new yeah. brewery i'm pretty sure it is yeah yeah i think, I, it is. I think so certainly for me and i and i, I you know the only thing i was gonna well, i was curious about is because i know connor you know, I, he works down in Chanhassen. So this brewery would be pretty close to where he works. Uh, so I, I, maybe he had stopped in there to get something, but uh, uh, as far as I know, I don't remember him saying that. And so, yeah, at, least, at the very least it's a new brewery for me, which I'm always happy because I'm finding that harder and harder to, to do these days. So, oh yeah. It, it's interesting. Um, Schramm appears to be a German Yiddish uh, nickname for a person with a scar, hmm. and obviously, Hoss's house. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So very yeah, German on German roots, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out when we tweet this podcast out, and uh, you know, maybe listen to it and be like, "Hey, yeah, this is what it means." You know, we've yeah, had that okay. before. So, yeah. Just don't, um, look, don't look up the Schramhaus meaning on uh, Urban Dictionary. I'll just, I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> really Schramm. Schramm. that's I don't, now, now i kind of want to see what it means but I <laughs> I'm, I'm totally doing it right now <laughs> yeah don't do it Tramp. uh well great 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 beers uh well three new guys three new breweries holy yes. shit it's great when was the last time we had three new breweries on this podcast doesn't, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't happen, happen often i don't think it's ever happened to tell you the truth or not three recently new breweries <laughs> not recently no <laughs> did you see it all right we'll just leave Let's, that conversation leave for that time. We'll, we'll leave it alone <laughs> if yeah. any if any listeners want to look it up be my guest but i mean i'm sure we're gonna look it up they, now they didn't name their brewery off of the urban dictionary means of the oh, word trom so yeah i mean there is technically another m in that yeah in that everybody's word. gonna look it up now everybody okay. especially listener blake listener blake's gonna post something on our twitter our twitter well uh, about this so it it'll be interesting yeah so, all right. Well, good beers, guys. Let's 
talk about something a little more serious. Uh, David went through a fucking hurricane this past week. Right. And let me preface this by saying we had a conversation about hurricanes on this podcast before when there was a hurricane out to the east that looked like it was coming this way. And I said, well, it'd be yeah. cool if we had a hurricane. I didn't think you'd ever get a freaking category four that directly hit your area which is what happened with hurricane ian um yeah kind of kind of explain to us like i mean so you kind of set up for this thinking it was going to go north and yeah yeah it went further south so you were i mean you were prepared as prepared as you could be right david yeah i mean you know you you kind of prepare just in case because um irma i think it was i heard uh kind of did some right turns that slammed into the coast where it wasn't supposed to um so it, it's weird mother nature does some crazy crazy shit so you kind of get prepared regardless i guess so yeah i mean we were we were pretty set um you know even up until hell tuesday night um they weren't they were saying it was going to be probably about 50 miles north of what it actually ended up being so um and it, when it's a hurricane, <clears throat> 50 miles is significant. So um, now with this hurricane, it didn't really matter where the hell you were. It was a huge hurricane. And it missed Category 5 by, I mean, I think Category 5 is 160 miles an hour. And we topped out at 155. So yeah. Five miles per hour, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it was... Yeah, just, uh, to clear, yeah. To, just to clarify, like the... The the official landfall was was it Fort Myers Beach or I mean more or less um you know no it was I mean um, I know the Sanibel area and and those beaches I'm I think the official landfall might have been St Jamestown which is technically uh, Cape Coral Mm -hmm. um which anybody doesn't want to look at a map Cape Coral is directly west of uh, Fort Myers um and St James town is actually if you look at a map it's almost directly west of of our house by just 20 miles roughly um so yeah it was it ended up being much larger than they thought um and it ended up hitting not where they expected uh there were i, I think there's like 12 models and only one of them sorry two of them had it hitting in this region it was the UK and the Euro, I think. Um, and the Euro, I think it was, had it hitting directly in Fort Myers. So there's only one of them that was spot on. But uh, it was it was uh, <laughs> it was an interesting experience, that's for sure. And speaking of speaking of modeling, I always look at these spaghetti models. I don't know if you guys probably know what those are. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crazy looking at that. They'd all kind of they were all starting to line up. Well, there was always one. That was like it would bend out a little bit and then it come around under uh, south of Florida and then hit Miami and I'm like, what the fuck is this model doing? I mean, what the yeah fuck? yeah was it like it wanted to go to Miami? It really did or what? But it was just crazy <laughs> like that, you know. But yeah, uh, so so David, there was no your uh, your oldest kid was out of school, of course. Uh, yeah, they had shut schools down. Uh, your wife had to work at her business because that's what she does. She's uh, yeah, director. she was she she's the executive director of a nursing home, so um, yeah. she had to be there. Uh, she left Tuesday morning, 
and was there until last night. Mm -hmm. um, wow. And so, yeah, she had to be there the entire time. Now her building is a, is category five rated. So, yeah. you know, I mean, they were about as safe as you could get, but um, like how far away is that from your house? Uh, Roughly. I mean, as the crow flies, 20, 20 ish miles. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, the crazy thing about this storm was, I, I mean, it's sheer size. Um, Hurricane Charlie was the biggest hurricane to hit this area. And Hurricane Charlie, you could fit three of them inside Hurricane Ian's eye. Wow. So it was just outrageously large. Um, mm -hmm. I, as Tony, as you said, I was on the East Coast um, after the hurricane. Um, and we saw damage... Um, from the winds all the way, it was probably 70-ish miles to the east. We still were seeing wind damage as we drove. Um, it had, they say, reports of 15-foot surge, um, which, mind you, uh, Hurricane Katrina, I think it was, was actually 27 feet, I believe. Yeah. Um, which is just, I think that's the record actually uh, for recorded. But you have 15 feet of surge in an area like this where you have buildings that are literally 100 yards from the beach or from the water line. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it just decimated Fort Myers Beach. Um, there's, if anybody looks at pictures before and after Fort Myers Beach, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, it we always go to the beach at Fort Myers Beach and Times Square is gone. That's like their main little shopping bar restaurant district is gone, completely gone. Um, their pier's gone. Um, I mean, we were, like I said, we were 20-ish miles out and we had pretty significant damage in our neighborhood. Um, we lost two trees. A lot of neighbors lost all of their landscaping roofs. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. And then what I yeah. like, I saw like I think your 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 wife shared some pictures, I believe, on social that kind of showed the flooding that was happening. I mean, you could see the wind, and the, but the flooding specifically just out her window was stunning, yeah. stunning, <clears throat> stunning to me. So was her business located closer to the? Yeah. So her facility was, I would say maybe 10 miles from the eye not even oh, i mean it was wow. it was essentially it almost went right over her building and closer um, to the ocean i guess is what i was getting at right yeah i mean it's her facility is basically a mile off of the coast oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, i guess give or take i mean the the coast she's on the river which is basically the basically a bay but um it's yeah it's a uh, she had her vehicle is gone um it had water at least over the bumper that she saw but i'm pretty confident that it was probably submerged fully um yeah. there was a mobile home park right next to her facility that was completely submerged all you could see the rooftops um so i mean that's at least 10 12 feet and wasn't there like a tree on it too there was a tree yeah 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 that was like holy mm -hmm. shit saw the pictures you had said to us earlier that it was submerged yeah, yeah. and there was a tree on top then she showed pictures and i was like oh yeah there's the tree 
there it is with water all over it. It's like, holy shit, you know? Yeah, I, um, when I went and picked her up yesterday, um, there were cars in the parking lot that were literally slammed against other cars so you could set, mm. see that they were picked up by the water and pushed. Sure. Um, yeah. And you had, in your neighborhood, you didn't have any storm surge, right? Right, yeah, we were too far away from that. You're too far um, away. Yeah. We, we had zero just, flooding, nothing. But it was just it was all lot, wind. A lot of rain, a lot of wind. And at some point the uh eye kind of went over you a little bit is that that's true right i mean yeah so so it it didn't go over us it was just it's just close enough to where we could tell so and and that was a crazy story because so my kids were at home obviously and i was doing work on my laptop because you know what else do you do so i'm sitting on the couch in the living room and i left um one of our patio doors open because or unshuttered because it had, it was um, high impact glass. And so I'm sitting on the couch and I'm doing some work and my daughter all of a sudden says, oh, wow, it just got light out. And I looked up and out the window and it's actually this one right behind me. Um, And I was like, holy shit, it's like super bright. And there's like no debris or anything coming between the house that's next to us. It was really calm. It didn't really look like it was raining at all. And I was like, that has to be the eye. Like it was, it was in that direction. And maybe 15 minutes later, it just went dark and the wind just got fucking ridiculous. Um, and so that, that Southeast East side of the eye is like the worst and so that's right where we would have been our, you know, it basically would have been on our area. And it was, um, they say it was probably about hundred, hundred to 105 mile an hour winds in our neighborhood. Um, I mean, it was, it, it's funny because everybody's asked me if I was, if I was scared and I said, I wasn't like, it was just weird. Like even we lost two trees in our yard and I was up in the upstairs bathtub looking out it through one of our windows at one of the trees that was going to top pull over eventually. And I'm looking at it and I can see it getting pulled. Like the ground is lifting and, and I was trying to videotape it, videotape, videotape. I was trying to record it. (laughs) Um, And I'm trying to send it to send it to Sarah. And all of a sudden I watch it fall over and I just, text her like score the tree fell and like that's how i was making such light of it because it just didn't phase me and then the next day um which by the way this the wind carried on well into the morning it was probably like 3 a.m it was still pretty windy the next day i wake up this bright sunny blue sky i walk outside like all the houses are shuttered there's like nobody out really and it, the entire neighborhood it was just debris trees down it was just completely apocalyptic and that's when it like hit me like i was like holy shit like i should have been pretty terrified um it was yeah i mean it it was outrageous i think that we i before the storm even came i think we you know texting i joked about it a lot you know like thinking it was going to go north of you and whatever. And then when it hit Fort Myers, I was like, oh shit, you know, it's going to be direct hit on where you're at. And I know that you're further inland. So I'm like, okay, well, he doesn't have to worry about flooding. It's just the winds are going to be the, the big thing. 
Uh, and then of course you having to be home alone with your kids. That was another thing. I was like, Oh shit, you're by yourself. Uh, you know, yeah. you're not, Sarah's not there to kind of be like, Hey, two parents here to kind of keep the kids and the pets all kind of whatever. So, uh, I, I think I speak for all of us and we're glad, we're glad that you're okay. Uh, and that, uh, yeah, holy shit, they got through that whole scenario. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. You, I is, mean, it, yeah, it's great that we're okay. You know, two trees whoop to do, you know, yeah. um, you know, even if it would have been other damage, which we, we don't know yet, we have to get our roof inspected and everything. But sure. um, I mean, it, it's much more, I mean, if people are into like giving, mm -hmm. there are some, man, there are hundreds of thousands of people that seriously need some help down here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they should really think about it. Sanibel, Fort Myers Beach, um, Captiva, uh, really, I mean, Fort Myers, uh, the western part of Fort Myers, downtown, a little bit south. I mean, it, it, this area has been decimated. I think they're estimating already 50 billion. Um, you know, they, I think the death toll is only like oh, maybe 80 right now. But um, I mean, we've heard some just heart wrenching stories about bodies floating in the water and uh, they're just never going to know the actual death toll um i mean it's you know if people are into giving food you know donations of money whatever i mean red cross whatever look for it because there's there are a lot of people that need help and i mean it's like afterwards we were able to i was able to take the kids over to the east coast a lot of people can't do that they can't they can't you know pick up and leave for a few days and they've had to deal with no power no water for longer than we have yeah, I mean, that's I that's what I my big thing is, you know, this area is going to be pretty rough for probably a couple of years, honestly. Exactly. And uh, we'll put it we'll throw a link up to, I think, Red Cross uh, on our uh, tweet that we put out for the show uh, for people to help out. If they want to hit that link, we'll put that out there for you um, if you haven't already. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's building back. Uh, Fort Myers Beach is going to be uh, a, a couple of years, I would say. And it's kind of sad. I know, David, you guys enjoyed going down there in the last year you've been down there. You guys have spent a lot of time down there. I've seen the pictures. You've talked about it. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. But yeah, uh, we're you glad know, you're, we're yeah, glad you're you. okay. Yeah, thanks. And I don't look at all like I'm somebody that's been through a week of, you know, Obviously, no, that's not true. I'm growing out my beard for Halloween because I'm weird like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's pretty stressful. I mean, you know, and I can't, and that's just me. I mean, like, we didn't really have any issues. So I can't imagine those other people that have been close well, to the damage. Yeah. And we, we talk about, I mean, we talked about it before it came on. You're, I mean, you, your area, you still don't have water. Right. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, you're one of the fortunate ones that, you know, you aren't on the beach, you aren't living in that area yep. that were the hardest hit. I mean, so yeah, you're, you are fortunate and yeah, you're and still, it, you're still sitting there without water. So you had the ability yeah. to go East. And so, you know, yeah. And uh, you know, the thing is, is a lot of people uh, joke about the fact that so many snowbirds and so many retirees. And I mean, a lot of retirees, not necessarily snowbirds, but retirees are, typically have fixed incomes. And so, mm. and it, they're typically in um, communities that are actually more towards the damage. Um, so, I mean, there are a lot of people 
and that may not have the means to even pick up and continue down here. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't don't give a shit about people like me. Give a shit about people that are are really going to be hurting from this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, twenty twenty two has been a shitty year for a lot of us. Let me tell you. <laughs> It can't mm-hmm. end fast enough. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I agree. Should we now, should we do the whole what the newscasters do after a terrible story like this? Should we go, oh, there's puppies. Oh, we have puppies. They always <laughs> do that. You know, hey, let's do something happy now. No, actually, we're no, going to no, something, we're not. <laughs> we're going to go into something uh, sad again because we have to talk about this loons game on Saturday night that uh, I, I fell asleep for because of the nine o'clock game in San Jose. Uh, I think Connor is like the only one who watched the full game. You, David, you couldn't watch it because yeah, I didn't have the ability to. No, didn't have ability to, and yeah. they, Dave, yeah, watched. It, 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 we would have been able to piece it a little together better because I, I believe Connor watched at least the most of the first half. I, on the other hand, actually was busy and I didn't turn it on until just before the start of the second half. I turned it on basically at halftime. And I did watch the entire second half in its entirety, unfortunately. But uh, so we could have pieced it together. But I don't know. I mean, I I was following the game loosely in the first half. But I mean, it didn't have much to speak about in the first half anyways. But it it was an ugly game. Let's do a grand overview of this game, guys. San Jose, a team that's not going to the playoffs, a team that we should have beaten, uh, a team that if we had beaten would have basically locked us into the playoffs we couldn't even do that and i don't know how i i always i'm thinking about this guys i've been thinking about this constantly for the past uh two days now remember we talked about that we peaked too early Mm -hmm. and how we it's totally true because in the last six games i think we're oh five and one well yeah i mean you Uh, get you you nail it tony they've got one point out of the last six games now so down the stretch. And I mean, I didn't want to believe it. You guys brought it up. I know you did. I mean, uh, we, we had, we went through a tremendous, you know, what was it? Month and a half, two months stretch, nine game stretch, 10 game stretch where they, they won significantly more than they lost or drew. But uh, then even when we, you know, this is now going back, you know, six games, six matches when this really skid started, I, I thought maybe it was, you know, glass half full. Okay. Maybe they can get out of it. Well, for the last six matches, they certainly haven't been. It's almost getting worse. It feels like it's getting worse. I mean, the, uh, the point against uh, was it LAFC was kind of now feels like more of a blip than a than a you know anything else. Other yeah, than, you know, I, I, Dave, I, caught, I completely you caught, agree because you caught LAFC with you know we I know we didn't maybe have our best lineup that night, but you know LFC LAFC didn't either. So that might have been a blip, much more yeah. troubling trend, and it's not turning around like I thought it would be. Yeah, I, sure. I agree with that completely. Uh, I, I think it was maybe the episode before LAFC where I brought up that I was worried that they were peaking too early. Um, and I mean, I, I was just saying that because I was trying to be negative. <laughs> and yeah, well. I, I don't know that I was actually saying it because I thought it would happen. Um, well, and, and why can't you peak and then stay peaked? You know? Well, right. Yeah, you no, can plateau. I, I mean... <laughs> Well, you can, but this is not the way this team works. I don't think I've ever seen this team peak and then plateau. It's always been good, 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 then totally suck. 
Yeah, it is. It is funny. It is. Funny. I've seen They've that. Been, this going back four years now. I mean, this team has had really good stretches. With those stretches last, like we saw, they, I can't. I mean, the, the nine game streak. Can't remember the point total off my head, but I mean that was obviously one of their better streaks ever in their history. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about yeah. a nine or ten game streak, and it so yeah, it it rains or you know it rains or shines. I mean. Yeah, you know, if I can make it, if I can make a Disney reference, uh, because being in Florida, it's like the Tower of Terror with this team. Like you're going up, 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 and then you're hanging there, and you're like, "Oh, this is sweet. This is cool. You can see out across everything." And all of a sudden, poof, it just drops, and that's exactly what they do. Um, I mean, it's either like the worst of the worst or the best of the best. There's never an in between. Um, oh. But the crazy thing is, guys, and we talked about this before, I've talked before, second place was there for the taking. Yep. Second place in this conference was there for the taking, and we couldn't do it. I mean, yeah, sir, that, this that, is that ridiculous. was ridiculous. Yeah, it was right there. You're right. It was that that was at the peak. That was at the end of that, yeah. you know, nine game game stretch of referencing. Yeah. It was there, and then they lost one and then two. And then you look back and say, Oh, that's a shame. Little did we know we'd be talking about it, you know, six matches later and saying, hanging well, on for dear life. But as it, I, it was certainly I, a game that I, I, I don't know. It just, I didn't, it just, it was bad vibes like early on. Like it just, it, it was a game I was expecting them to win. I know, I know they haven't been great on the road, but they have, I mean, they've won six matches on the road. I mean, they San been, Jose. It's San Jose. San Jose is the worst team in the conference uh not the worst team in the league but the worst team in the conference okay they're not going to the playoffs this game didn't mean jack shit for them but somehow we go out there and put up a goose egg yeah you know know how that happens i i would like to mention how i said several episodes back that skc and san jose were going to be trap games Mm -hmm. and I mean, I didn't necessarily know if both of them would be trap games. Oh, we're trapped. Uh, but <laughs> they were, they were with, without a doubt, trap games. I mean, that's the only thing you that's the only thing you can say. Otherwise, if they weren't trap games, then we just suck. I mean, that's the well, way you got to look at no, it. I mean, I, I think I th- th- I think it I, in my I don't know. I'm I'm just focusing on this game in the San Jose match, but I think it was a ladder. I think they the Minnesota United. Loons just sucked in this one. They they got their ass kicked. Like it it wasn't pretty really from start to finish. I mean, like it 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 went into half. I turned it on zero zero, but I, I, I at halftime when I started really watching. But it, it just it was bad vibes even then. It wasn't confidence. I mean, San Jose nearly um, nearly took the lead in the first half, but it was off. You know, there's an offsides call. But basically, this one is the the, the, the loons were not good, and it's really concerning. Um, you see this talent because they, ha- they have their moments, you know, but it's just, I think right now it's, it's a complete loss of confidence. Like there is no confidence in this team. And it's, again, you see it, it was this, it was this broken record. We, and we've seen this match after match after match, but it just, the, really the pressure and the angst and the anxiety starts to mount. But I mean, this club is just not scoring goals and they cannot score goals. I don't know. So, you p- pick a name we can talk about about them and it's just there's a complete lack of confidence they just can't do it they can't finish i mean there's some glaring examples that i could speak to in the second half but you know and the, the, i think you could say the same thing for the whole game really just 
do you think do you think there's a chance and this is i mean this is a very accusatory question in terms of character um, of our players but do you think there's a chance that these players are phoning it in in hopes that if they don't make the playoffs they get a new manager next year because i mean it, the team has technically not announced his extension yeah. um it hasn't been made official and you're talking about we are winning in but if we lose we're done I mean, it probably, probably. No, no, I don't think. I don't think it's probably. I think it's pretty. Uh, we, we'll get into it later, but I think. I well, we, we do. We're out. Yeah, we I think you out. win, you're in. You lose, you're out. Because Vancouver would then be. Oh yeah, the right. Yeah, that's right. Vancouver would jump us. Yeah. Minnesota or Vancouver are going to be in the playoffs. It, right. That's so it has to be that way. So do you? I mean, again, this speaks. I mean, that's very accusatory to their character of the players to do something like I, that but I don't do think you so. think that there's a chance that these guys have a a feeling that if we don't make the playoffs for the first time in how many three years or four years or whatever it is, um, no. that they get out of this episode of the I mean because honestly Heath is not that good of a manager we know this he has gotten himself out of trouble trouble spots continuously he keeps backing into playoffs pretty much every year and it you've got to start questioning what's happening i mean do you well, really i mean do we really think this team likes their manager i mean well, I, if you, that's, that's if a you, good question go ahead tony sorry if you if you play the conspiracy game david and look at the fact that they just signed ray to a three-year extension and if there's Which that's a little bit news. of a, well, if there's a little bit of a, a, a like back and forth between Ray and Heath, if if Ray doesn't like Heath, maybe that is, maybe that is Ray saying, well, fuck it, I'm just want to, I want to get him out of here, I don't like it, or if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, maybe it's the, I mean, front office. I mean, Heath's the one who decides on this stuff. Maybe somebody higher up says, hey. Ray, signed for three years. Heath won't be here after this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, but, you think about, I mean, think about the players that are suddenly doing really poorly. Like, Ariaga has been really bad his last couple matches. Um, I could say that you could pin both goals on him from last, if, I believe it were on Monday now, Saturday night. Um, you know, he, his stats from Saturday were not particularly pleasant to look at. Um, he just doesn't seem like the player he was when he first came in, like something changed, like something actually changed. And Maria was doing really well. And then all of a sudden something changed. Um, you know, it, it's just like, you know, Boxel has been slowly declining, but something has suddenly changed. I, I just feel like, there's something happening. And again, it, it 
you know, I don't want to accuse our players of doing something like this, but at the same time, I don't know that I blame them if they did. Well, here, here's, here's the counter. Maybe. I mean, yeah. And like, like throw out another name, Franco. And that's what I said earlier, pick any name we can talk about. We can, we can pick them apart. It seems like, you know, other than maybe Reno. So everybody really is kind of coming into a bad run, run of form at the worst time. But I, I kind of would push against that a little bit only because we can go back, you know, over the course of this six game, you know, one point streak that they're on right now. I, you, you can look at a few of those games, at least a couple of those games, a few of those games and say, oh, these are games that they should have won, won, not just lost, but they should have won. You should have, would have, could have. I don't want really want to play that game, but there's just glaring examples. This match against San Jose was no different where there was just opportunities that were just teed up sure. for them. Yep. And they just, just complete lack of focus or confidence. I, I hate to even say ability, but you almost, you almost have to, unless they're the unluckiest players. I, I just think because there was a, looking at this poor stretch as a whole, there's a few games that I don't think it was lack of effort, lack of performance. You it almost gets close, closer to unlucky than bad play. In my opinion, I know there'd be some pushback on that statement, but and the other thing is that I, a thing that I've kind of been saying all year, even through the kind of the earlier part of the season where they, you know, prior to their goods form, you know, when they're in that early bad form after a mediocre start, I guess you'd call it on the season. I, I this club did not see, they didn't have that give up in them. I mean, unless it's sure. changed over the course, it always seemed like even in the games that they got behind early, maybe they didn't even come back to draw or win. There was there, they never gave up. It felt like to me. And sometimes it came down to tough luck or whatever, poor, you know, poor, you know, poor efforts or whatever you want to call it, poor efforts, bad luck, whatever, that they didn't end up coming back. But it just seems this club did have fight. San Jose in the second half that I watched felt a little different. They just were outside of the first five minutes of the first, second half. Uh, they were just they they don't I, I could almost make the case that they did give up because they just it was they got overrun. I mean, by San Jose, it was ugly. They got their ass kicked. In the second half, especially, yeah. So, I will push back a little bit, but I, I can see what I can see the point. It's hard to. That's certainly a possibility. It's hard to you know you can't really confirm or deny that, but it's something to think about. It's interesting. Well, I, again, guys, it's it's frustrating to watch the team uh, go in the tank like they have, but at the same time, they have a chance, right? I mean, they do they have a chance to make the playoffs on Saturday. Decision day, going to be huge. There are four teams, uh, Portland, Minnesota, RSL, and Vancouver, all playing for two playoff spots. Uh, Nashville can't lose out. LA Galaxy can't lose out. I think both those two, though, can go as low as sixth and seventh, I believe. Yeah, there, I'm looking at I, math I think right. you got. It. I think there's two. There's two spots up for grab. And but yeah. <laughs> the one thing I, I gotta say before we pivot off the lousy San Jose game is I don't know you guys didn't watch the second half but I, and maybe I was getting delirious and I know it was getting late at night but like we'll mention that Shea Salinas scored the first first goal uh for San Jose in the second half um and I only and and I think it I don't think it it, it will be his last game last home game at least must be for Salinas but uh every time like Cal I, and they, he, he had a pretty good game for the most part he got subbed off you know later in the second half but it was just cr cr crazy and I think it was my it was because of me but I would out 
Cal Williams. He'd be calling it, he'd be saying something like Salinas through the middle, Salinas through the middle. Every time he said Salinas's name, all I could hear is silliness because I, I, I thought Cal was referring to the defensive mid or the form of Minnesota. It's like, and he kept saying Salinas through the middle or Salinas this or Salinas that. And I kept think all I could think about was silly. And that's what, at that point in the in match, that's I'm, I thought he was referring to the Minnesota back line and, and defensive mid players, but it, it's kind of fitting. I just had to throw that in there because I thought that was funny. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. <laughs> Anyways, it ends 2 0. It was, yeah. I mean, it only got the one. I mean, it was bad. It was just bad. And Minnesota had some glaring. I just, Oh, Reynolds had a beautiful shot. Um, and Mender Garcia came in to crash uh, the far post, I guess, to be in just somehow missed. Like, all, all he had to do was put his foot on it and tap it in. It's just like, and that was when it was still nil nil early in the second half. Franco Frankopane, there's been some talk on Twitter, and like, you go back and watch the replay, and it's crazy. I think Blake, uh, Blake brought it up as well, listener Blake. Like, you know, Frank upon, I don't have you guys have probably seen the replay, I'm assuming, right? At least the replay. But I mean, it was a play yeah. kind of shortly after uh, Mender Garcia's just terrible miss. I mean, he, it should have been one nil Minnesota, just point blank, should have scored there. And it wasn't long after that. Frank upon comes down the left side and, and has, he has all sorts of space. In fact, he comes into the box. Nobody around him could have, yeah. could have ha- attempted a shot like Reynoso did earlier in the in the second half and could have attempted a shot but then decides i think tries to get the ball through a, at least a couple defenders to i think it was uh armoria might have not been but it's just take the shot i mean that's why i said i just touched on it. just whether it's yeah. it's just that seemed like a lack of confidence um and armoria was just bad as a whole bad giveaways bad passes just it was awful all right I, i'm done venting i just had to throw a few more nuggets out there so let's yeah let's stop venting because we'll probably have more next weekend after they don't make the playoffs but whatever uh let's uh take a quick break guys we come back from break uh we'll make our predictions on next weekend weekend's big game against vancouver uh winner go home pretty much yeah, uh, no, and then yeah, and Tony, yeah, to continue on your point, I sorry I stepped on you a little bit, but yeah, I think it was basically that it comes down to either Minnesota or Vancouver are going to take one of the last two spots, and then I believe it would be either RSL or Portland to take the other. I think it really comes down to that. It is uh, it's win or go home, pretty much. The only thing, the wins. only thing, minute technically, I think, isn't there? A, we'll look. Well, let's break it down after the break. But there may be a scenario where. Like I said, Minnesota or Vancouver is going to get a spot. I don't think Vancouver – Vancouver's out if they draw. Vancouver needs to win. I think there's a scenario where Minnesota could escape with a draw and back There is, end. yeah. Like they did, just like they did last year, yep. with, mm-hmm. you know, back in with a draw. Like that. But, yeah. So. so we'll get to that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what happened in Indonesia, another horrifying story out of uh, soccer in terms of fans and what occurred there. Uh, quickly, we'll talk a little bit about uh, just the top three FIFA rankings for the uh, the Loons this year in FIFA 23. And then finally, guys, a little funny story about cheating in chess. I'm sure people have seen this story, but we'll get into it uh, before the show ends. So we'll be right. back in uh, just one minute. 
And we're back. Uh, guys, let's do some predictions for this upcoming game against uh, Vancouver, which is at home, Allianz Field. The first, I think it's the first time we've had decision day at Allianz Field, I believe. It is. Yeah. So it's a big one. Lots of supporters out there hoping for a win or a tie because I think we decided that a tie could get us in as well. Correct. Draw. Yep. So I'll start, guys, because uh, I'm an optimist. I think the Loons are going to win this game. That's going to be 10 to nothing. I'm just kidding, not 10 to nothing. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a two to one win for the Loons. I think they got a goal in the last like five minutes of the game to put it away, get us in the playoffs. And yeah, I mean, that's all I can say. That's, that's what I'm thinking. So two to one win for the loons for me, Dave, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to change. I've been an optimist pretty much all year long for the most part, especially at home. I doubt you can find too many games that I've predicted a loss or even a draw at home for this team. And obviously I've been wrong a few times, but I am going to also go with a win. I think this one has to be three, one. I think, I think it's going to be some positivity going into the playoffs. Maybe, you know, three goals scoring, three goals scored for the Loons. Maybe they give up one. Vancouver has been awful on the road this year. Well, let's see. They have two wins on the road. Uh, I'm not predicting they'll have a third. The only thing I can say is, well, Minnesota has been awful lately. And so Vancouver is probably on a little better run of form overall than Minnesota. But you know what? I'm, I'm going with the home team. Being a homer in that pick, but there it is. David, um, I I strongly believe that I've predicted this collapse, yeah. and I'm not going to turn away from it. Um, I think we lose two one. Um, in fact, I'm going to go as far as saying that we're going to fall o one. We're going to come back, and then we're going to beat. Um. I, I have no confidence whatsoever in uh, Heath to uh, field a, any type of tactics that are going to win this match. I do not believe that training is going to change anything that's happened in the last five matches, six matches. Um, I, I'm fed up with 2022 season. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're done. So no, let me let's no. let's just say this and let, let what if they what if okay we we've got it both sides win and lose, and what what if and that would be in and out of the playoffs of course like you said but what if they split the uprights and get a draw you know just was it LA Galaxy last year on the road Minnesota finished with a draw is it LAFC or LA Galaxy is one it was out west it was, it was a Galaxy. Yeah, I think it was Galaxy. Either way. <laughs> Let's, so, same scenario. La last year, they back in with a draw into the playoffs, essentially. Um, what if that happens this year and then they lose in the first round? I mean, we this kind of touches on our Heath conversation earlier. I mean, just that maybe we should save that for later, but that just, I don't, I don't think the fan, the fan base would not be happy with that. I don't, fan, the fan base is not going <laughs> to be, the fan base because if, if you finish the season with then, I guess that'd be two points in seven matches and then, mm -hmm the fan base is not going to be happy. The only way the fan base is going to be remotely happy is if they win on Sunday. And yep. even then there'll be a lot of Heath out 
cries even then if they mm-hmm. lose in the first round. So it's, yeah. it's not a pretty situation unless we get some results here in the next couple of matches, hopefully a couple mm-hmm. matches. Yeah. Let's uh let's save that for after results from next week. Uh this actually this week, this Saturday. Uh no Sunday, right? Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. 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 Four o'clock. Sunday, four o'clock central. Yep. So we'll be uh, hopefully podcasting right after the game and uh we'll be pissed or we'll be relieved but still pissed. I'm thinking <laughs> either they get in the playoffs, I think we're all still pissed about the season. So yep. Um so that's that on Loon Soccer, guys. Let's let's go into something a little bit uh, how do I put it? A little, pretty sad. Uh, what happened, guys, in uh, Indonesia, where a soccer match uh, stampede has uh, killed 125 people. Um, this was uh, I'm trying to think of a soccer match between. Oh, it doesn't even say it's. Uh, I don't know where it was at. Let's see. It was in, uh, I, I have never been in this area, so I don't know. But yeah. East Java, Indonesia. Yeah. And I'm, it was, it was between two uh, teams in their league, right? I believe it was two teams in their league who are very big rivals. Uh, what is it? it Kajurahan Stadium. Kajurahan Stadium in Malang, East Java, hosts Arima FC, suffering a 3 2 defeat to rivals. Persebaya Serbia. Um, now, from what I see, guys, and this okay. is the big, the big story of this, was that um, the reason this, this, this whole thing got out of control was that police there uh, in riot gear fired tear gas into the crowds, which is something that FIFA does not well, they're, they're totally against. Uh, FIFA has said numerous times, you should not be firing tear gas in the crowds. And this is what happened here. And most of the people, who I think, were trampled or, uh, or and suffocated uh, and because of this. So That's where I couldn't tell exactly what happened when I saw the initial videos and headlines from it. I couldn't understand how that happened. Like, how? But yeah, I think it was because of the use of tear gas. It caused... Yeah. You know, every it was literally. I mean, it was a rush to the exits, and then in that rush or stampede, that's where all the people got trampled or suffocated. It's yeah, and just- uh, it's uh, one of those things where I, when I the stories I saw on TV were they did fire the tear gas into the crowds on lower levels, which is where most of the supporters sit. But what happened was the tear gas then, of course, traveled up to the upper levels. Where a lot of families were at and of course parents with their kids trying to get out of the stadium so their kids don't get tear gassed that caused a crush um just a really sad sad thing that happened in indonesia and um again uh law enforcement doing something they have been told they shouldn't be doing um I, I, there's no, uh, how could I put this? There's really no easy way to, to put this. This was a terrible tragedy and, and, yeah. and, and should never happen to begin with. Um, the rioting of course started because there's two teams were playing that were, you know, very big rivals. Um, but good God, I've, 
I guess I've never been in that situation before. I don't think any of us have ever been in a situation before where there's been a riot that started at a game anywhere we've been at. Um, I know England's had a couple of uh, crush uh, problems. Uh, I think yeah. uh, back in the 80s, they have the big, uh, I'm trying to think where that was at. Uh, but this is just unbelievable. And uh, FIFA will be looking into this. FIFA will probably come down with some very harsh penalties on the Indonesian League. And uh, they were set up to host some uh, World Cup events uh, for uh, U21. Uh, I don't know if that'll happen anymore. Um, this is just, uh, it's a tragedy. And it should never happen in a sports game to begin with, guys. Just never should. Yeah, and whether you're talking about this, like the, the incident in South Africa, Johannesburg, mm-hmm. um, or uh, the other big ones, Tony, that you touched on, I, I'm at a loss for Liverpool. exact. Yeah. Liverpool, yeah, it's just like I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, the it's it's just chaotic and just crazy. I mean, you don't hear of this happening at a baseball game or a cricket match or you know other any other sports. Like it's only these. It seems to be a soccer. Sorry, not Liverpool. It's Sheffield. 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 It was a Hillsborough disaster. Hillsborough disaster. Yeah, just it's just inter- it's just really sad how like these disasters, these unimagined. It's un. I mean, we can't imagine it. You you've seen scuffles and fights uh, before, maybe, but you can't. It's hard to even imagine a scenario like this. And it's just sad that it, it seems to be a thing that's happened over the years at, at after soccer matches. And it's just yeah. It's it's not a again. It, it's you should be fair and tear grass in a crowd, especially at a sporting event anyways. Um, I understand fair and tear gas when there's a riot well, outside somewhere. That's what but I was in saying. a stadium. Like if, you're on the, if you're on the streets or something. Yeah. Trying to yeah, where it can disperse. I mean, where yeah. the people can disperse safely is, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, a stadium is not safe dispersing area. I mean, no. you, you can't. I mean, I don't mm. I mean, it doesn't it's, even matter if it's a if it's a large stadium or or um, you know it's a smaller smaller stadium. It doesn't matter. You're on steps. You got to go down levels. You have to go through small spaces. I mean, it's just irresponsible actions by the police for sure. I mean, think about it from the perspective of like things that have happened in the United States. The uh, malice at the palace, uh, the Pistons, and the pa- I think it was the Pacers. Where that whole riot started uh, up in Detroit. Think about if cops had fired tear gas into the palace in Detroit. I mean, right. that would have caught you have you would have the same result. You just don't do that. Right. And I know there's. I mean, this is Indonesia. I, I don't know what their laws are. I don't know what you know. I'm sure. It's, well, I know it's a lot different than the United States. But good God, you have. Hundred, I mean, tens of thousands of people at a game. Don't be firing shit into the crowd. Don't do it. You know, get what they should have really done. Should have gotten all the players off the pitch, shut the game down, let those people do what they want to do, riot, get your guys out there, let everybody in the upper stands, the families get out of that stadium, and then dealt with those rioters. But man, this is a this is a tragedy and and. This is another sad day for soccer. I mean, we've talked about this before on this podcast about other times in soccer where there's been 
hooligans or other things going on. It's just, it seems like it always, at least once a year, something like this, not as big as this, but something like this happens uh, during a soccer match. And it just, it's, it's not acceptable at all. Yeah. So yeah, they, uh, like I said, they have the U20, U20 World Cup in 2023. This was a hosted from May 20th to June 11th. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. We'll see the other things FIFA talks about, but uh, yeah, this is uh, it's a black eye uh, for Indonesian soccer and uh, and and kind of soccer as a whole in the in in the in the world. So bad stuff. Yeah. Um, anywho, we don't have any Connor today, so we have no history. Uh, but a short segment, guys, about FIFA. 2023 came out uh, this last week. Uh, the big news, of course, is that uh, Richmond, uh, AFC Richmond, from the uh, Ted Lasso show is in the game. Uh, Ted Lasso's in the game. All the players, Jamie Tart's in the game. Uh, every player from the team is in the game. Uh, so I was able to play with that team for a little bit. It was kind of fun. Uh, my biggest thing, though, is uh, Minnesota United, none of the players look like they're actually the players. Like, Reynoso doesn't look like Ray. He looks like just some random guy. And Maria Fragapani looks nothing like Fragapani at all. Uh, Dane St. Clair looks like the only thing they have is his they hair. The hair, right? hair is oh, they at least the hair is correct, but the face oh, yeah. is like yeah. not whatever. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if they don't give a shit about MLS, which is probably true. They don't give a shit about probably. MLS, yeah. you know, they care more about the European leagues, look at that. Uh, but I wanted to mention the top three ranked guys from the Loons team. Well, you guys know who number one is. Of course, it's Ray. He's ranked as 79, which is pretty high in MLS soccer. Hmm. Uh, number two is Robin Lud, comes in at 73. I guess it's not a shocker. <laughs> And tied with Robin Lude at 73 is Franco Fragapani. Those are your that, top I mean, three guys. It doesn't surprise me, I guess. Mm-hmm. If I mean, you're talking offensive ability or just general? Just or like, overall. Yeah. overall. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, whether you're talking overall or offensive, that doesn't, I guess that doesn't yeah. really surprise me. I mean, maybe. I was. Maybe they shouldn't uh, be as high as they are, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Those three players in particular doesn't surprise me. I was happy for the first time that I've ever played this game. It always seems like MLS, when they pull this game out, of course, it's in end of September. Oh. So MLS has always got their, you know, what happened in the summertime. It never ever shows up on the game. Oh, This year it did. Really? So, Menard Garcia is in there. Uh Everybody we picked up the summer is actually in the game on the team, which is great. And do they um, keep track of like oh just injuries and stuff like that? So like is um, like uh, Metnir is he in the game? Metnir is in the game on the team, but he's on the bench. Mm-hmm. Dotson's in the game on the bench. Um, the thing that I did, I, I don't understand this, and maybe it's because they can only do three goalies. But Fred Emmings is not in the game. No, it's a shame. Eric Hometown, Dick is the seen- third goalie. Oh, but uh, Fred Emmys is not well, in the game, which is so. That I'm curious, and I'm, I'm, I have all these questions because uh, mm-hmm. it almost makes me want to go out and get the game. But I, I still, I in my closet, I have a PS3, 
And I actually have the last FIFA that I bought was FIFA 10, 2010. Oh, yeah. I have it in my closet. So Long technically, time I, could go, I could play FIFA 2010 tonight, but it almost makes me want to buy a new game. I'm not much of a gamer, obviously, as you can tell, yeah. but it almost makes me want to go just to, to, just to play with, uh, mm-hmm. with um, Richmond uh, FC. That'd be, that would be a lot of fun. Question I have for you, Tony, do they have Allianz Field in the game? No, no, yet? no. No. So this is, is that ever going to happen? No. And this is a big thing about FIFA. Uh, EA Sports, of course, when you do the Maddens and NHL, NBA, and even like I play MLB baseball, which is uh, San Diego Studios, they can put those stadiums in there because there's only 30 stadiums, right? You talk about soccer, think how many stadiums there are on soccer. Mm-hmm. Like they just right. don't do that. Do they have any they MLS give, sta- stadiums? No. No. They give you. I think they give you a base like 16 like general stadiums you can pick from and then you of course can put your team colors in there and make it look kind of like your stadium like a U.S. stadium like Rose Bowl or anything like that nothing no Uh, what they need to do is what San Diego Studios figured out Um, they need to make a stadium creator in there mm. and with the new systems now the PS5s and the Xbox X same creators are very easy to put in, so you can create your own stadium. So you could make an Allianz field, yeah, sure, um, or something like that. I, I, especially, yeah, and I guess I get it. As far as gameplay is concerned, I mean, you really—I mean, if you're following the game, you wouldn't really know what stadium you're in, other than maybe like if it had specific turf or pitch qualities to it, because you really never—you're never really focused on the outside of the stadium or even up into the crowds, unless as part of the. I suppose you would be if you're if you're looking at a throw-in or a corner kick or something like that. But yeah, it would it would definitely add to it. It would, and you but can, it maybe it's just not worth the investment. No, yeah, and right. the nice thing is, like I said, you can put the colors on there. You can rename the stadium to Allianz Field, which I did with the loons. So at least it says we're playing at Allianz Field, which is nice. But of course, when I go to like San Jose or wherever, it says playing at blah 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 stadium. Like that's not their stadium. That's not where they play. What the fuck is this shit? Like, I'm pretty sure. Do uh, they have Kansas Richmond? City, like, so they wouldn't have Richmond AFC Stadium either. They then. they do. It's unlockable though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cool thing is you can do a, a a path to I think it's a Ted Lasso path. So you play some moments. I think from the Ted from Ted Lasso seasons, you play some moments from the season the the TV series. Then you gain like their stadium and. Coach Beard, you can get Coach Beard. Uh, you can get all the kits. So can you can you sing Wonderwall in the bar in Everton after the match? <laughs> I wish you could. And then of course, I think I've seen. I think well, I've either I've seen it elsewhere or the the screenshots that you sent us in our thread. But I mean, you see Ted Lasso walking along the sidelines mm-hmm. during you know during that's pretty that's yeah. pretty sweet. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it almost makes me want to go out and buy a PS Five and. And the new, it's, new it's game. fun you can you can put afc richmond in any division you want to mm-hmm. and start a career with them so you can throw them in the english uh lower leagues of england and have them kind of come up so uh, johnny's johnny's gonna throw them in the bundesliga okay all right now i got all sorts of follow-up questions for oh, rapid fire <laughs> rapid fire number one then what's the highest rated richmond afc player then That'd be Jamie Tart. I think he's an 83 or 84. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. Okay. And then number two, what's the lowest like English uh, league they have in the game? 
Does I it go below championship, league one, league two? I think it was league three, the mm-hmm. lowest, I believe. Well, so. and then because I like the reason I ask is right now I'm watching um, Welcome to Wrexham. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds and uh, the brain fart. Oh, the guy from Welcome to uh, or yeah. Sunny and always, always, always Sunny and Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, brain fart, total brain fart. I know his name, but anyways, Ryan, Ryan runs and uh, mm-hmm. because I'm watching that series right now, which I think is really interesting. But uh, I was mm-hmm. wondering if like they might be in the game, they would be at like the national league. So I don't, it's, I think if I'm right, it goes if we're starting low where Wrexham would be, it'd be national league, league two, league one, the championship, well, actually, Premier League. So actually, in FIFA now, 21, so I'm thinking 23 also has it. They had Premier League, EFL Championship, EFL League One, and EFL League. So they had four. Okay. So it gets down to Yeah. So, and this was also the first year for uh, League Two of Serie A in uh, Italy. So this is the first year they've actually put the second league in Italy, too, which was kind of cool. That's uh, pretty cool. But yeah. 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 But there are some missing things. Of course, I think uh, Brazil is not in this, the Brazil League is not in this. Uh, you know, Blake was pissed off about that. Or yeah, Blake. I saw that. Um, but it's it's getting really weird because uh, not to be too nerdy about it, but I am a nerd. Um, you have the uh, Konami uh, game that is a free to play game, and they've got some. Uh, uh, they've spent some money to get teams to be on their uh, soccer game uh, exclusively, and then. You've also got next year FIFA no longer has they no EA no longer has a license for FIFA next year, so it'll be just EA Soccer next year. What'll change, of course, will will be like there'll be no World Cup or any kind of FIFA, uh, you know, cups around the world. Right. Those have like it won't be the World Cup; it'll be like the uh, Earth Cup or something like that. You know, it will be it'll be different. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a little crazy with the sponsorships and the different things they've got so um yeah but it's overall it's 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 a good game i liked it i know i know blake didn't but you know teach their own you know i don't mind it i've been playing fifa for 20 plus years now holy shit oh but uh yeah we were playing yeah, in high fun. school on my computer yeah <laughs> yeah, playing high school on your computer. We'll play at Johnny's house on this PlayStation. Remember that shit? Oh, yeah, played, yeah, that was. Uh, that. Yeah. Let's just put it this way: it was FIFA ninety something. <laughs> yeah, like 96, 97. Yeah. Like that. So yeah, it's uh, you know, I enjoy it. I just enjoy playing soccer, and uh, especially playing with the loons, uh, making Renelsa do crazy shit, and uh, getting excited about it. So, but yeah. So yeah, I'm sure I'll talk about it in the offseason. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, I have one funny story to talk about. And it's probably a story people have heard about but not really gotten into. And that is the cheating scandal in the uh, world of chess, professional chess, guys. Yeah, I've, uh, I heard, I've, I saw the headlines. I saw the mm-hmm. uh, Twitter chess reaction. But I yeah. did, have not dove any deeper than that. So I'm curious. So this is, uh, his name is Hans Niemann. And uh, he ended up beating uh, uh, world champion Mangus Carlson in early September. Uh, and uh, after the game, after the match, uh, uh, Magnus Carlson said that uh, this kid had cheated. 
Like, well, how do you cheat? Twitter, like, read his mind? Like, like what's going on? In chess? Well, well, in chess, now you're sitting, of course, across from each other. So how do you cheat? That's a good good question, Dave. And now there's speculation that uh, Mr. Neiman had anal beads up his butt. What? And he was using AI. Using AI. So he had a friend was watching the match and would put in the moves into his computer and the AI would then tell him what the best move would be and that move would be signaled to Neiman through uh, vibrations in the anal beads he was wearing. Holy cow. What? That is wild. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So like... So, uh, it would he would do it would be like maybe I'm just speculating here. I don't like I said I didn't read the story, but it'd be like Morse code or something like so. Right, I, yeah. Isn't, isn't yeah. the board like A1 or A5 or like yeah. you have to say yep. rook rook to A6 or whatever it is? So somehow you'd have to Morse code it out. So it'd be like oh, oh shit. Oh, oh I mean, vibration. I mean, I guess I could see how that would be possible if you could see, you know. So he was using well, some kind of I, I oh, think on. I've hold heard on. about like mobile activated. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> I don't even no, know why. Hold Maybe. Hold, hold, no, hold never on. mind. I've never heard about that before. Hold I've on. never heard about remote activated NLPs. I've never heard about that before. Okay. So let <laughs> me tell mind. you some things. Let me tell you some things, right? So first of, first of all, they wanted to figure out if this could, could happen. And there's actually been at least one guy who's software engineer in Netherlands he posted a code to open source coding platform GitHub, and he said all you need then was a sex toy, uh, and this would work off a sex toy to give you code. So uh, you'd have to prove that it would work. Yeah, that's true. Or, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So this kid, this Neiman kid, is 19 years old. Uh, so maybe putting things in his butt, you know, he it's natural for but, him. But I mean, it's like like who accused him of cheating? And is that the first thing you think about? Oh, he must have right. Like the only well, thing, the only thing sounds absurd. odd. Like whole, you'd almost have to, you'd have on, to prove on. that he had those up. Hold yeah. on, hold on. There. What? So Nemed he admitted to cheating in the past on yeah, chess.com yeah. on a website. So he's admitted yeah. cheating before. Uh so this is a new thing saying that this is the way he could have done it, uh, putting up his butt. Uh, because they would have, I'm sure they would have checked him before he went to the match, checked his lights. Because you guys have seen the movie Casino, right? Yeah. Do you guys remember how the guys were, were cheating at, at uh, Blackjack in uh, De Niro's Casino? Oh, I've they seen had, it. was the so leg, had, wasn't it? It was, on, it was a, a thing on the leg. They had a little transmitter on the mm-hmm. leg, and the guy was seeing mm-hmm. the, the whole mm-hmm. cards. Yeah. And they were tapping on yeah. the leg, and I'm going, "Well, there you go." Well, this is pretty much the same thing in the 21st century. I mean, <laughs> the computer's seeing the chess match, and it's vibrating in his butt. I, I still think there's the only thing more absurd of the accusation is actually thinking of this accusation. I, I mean, how? Why would? How does he? Uh, whatever the grandmaster's name was, um, how? Does he have some feeling? Might be the wrong word for it. Uh, some idea that this is how he did it. Like, did he see him taking it the could beads be. out? I mean, what? Could, well, no. I mean, the only thing you could think is how could how could maybe this challenger? 
how could he possibly think? I mean, maybe the, def- how could he have defended him in this way? Like, it, it I mean, maybe seem- the nineteen-year-old's just a genius. Well, I mean, frankly, there's not a really great way to figure out if he cheated or not. Yeah, because unless somebody saw him put the thing in his butt, which probably didn't happen, right? Um, unless they could figure out. Or now, wait a minute! Being... Couldn't couldn't he have strapped it to his leg, like in casino? Couldn't he have just strapped it to his leg? Did he actually? Have no, to... I bet you five bucks they check you before oh, they you go pat in there. you down. They pat. You. I mean, they pat it, you down because that's nice. what, yeah. You said that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what did he did he like bend over to tie his shoe and the grandmaster saw a bump? I mean. Uh, well, Maybe no, I think this is. Match. I think this all this all came out of a result of of him being defeated, and then wild speculation: Could he have cheated? A player that admitted he had cheated in the past, could he have cheated? Yeah. And then the next step is: How could he have cheated? And well, then, yeah, but well, the the kid cheated online. I mean, that's not like. Yeah. Right. I mean, anybody could cheat online. So it's wild speculation. Like I just know, I just think somebody's butt hurt. Somebody's butt hurt that he lost. Well, somebody's butthurt, let me tell you. Maybe it's him or the guy he played, but they both are. The deal is, I mean, maybe he was playing, he was like, uh rook to uh, king five, you know. I mean, maybe the you know he saw that. Well, well that's know. true. Like maybe, maybe he thinks he saw something that would suggest maybe a vibration was a little bit too much for the queen. Oh yeah, maybe exactly right. If you're, if you're, I mean, if you're hitting that prostate, I mean, it can have some, yeah. have some things going on, you know. I mean, so obviously this is still going to be looked into. Uh, we'll see what happens, uh, but uh, yeah, this big cheating scandal in uh, chess uh, involves uh, potentially anal beats, which is something I never thought I'd say uh, in my life. You know, you said a but uh, podcast, but that that might take the cake. I, I had seen those stories and I read at least one of them, and that was definitely not what I was expecting this to go. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah down the rabbit hole we go. I mean, if you call it that, uh, but really, I'm beating a dead bush here, so I'm, doing, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. That oh, is yeah. literally beating a beating, mm-hmm. beating dead bush. But uh, yeah, it's. You know, if you wanted to cheat, that's the way to do it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't think of another way to cheat in chess. I, I mean, I, maybe. Yeah. No. So, no yeah, idea. There's your, there's your funny story, guys. Um, anything else before we get out of here? Any uh, cheating scandals you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I can't think of any on the top of my head. No, no, nothing. Nothing. Well, decision day is, of course, Saturday, guys. Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Sorry. God, I keep saying Oh, my Saturday. gosh. <laughs> That's terrible. Terrible things. I'm thinking about Saturday. I don't know why. Uh, my head, of course, is all mushy because my wife is gone. And uh, Sunday, yeah, four o'clock, uh, Loons versus Vancouver. Uh, we'll be podcasting hopefully right after the game. Hopefully, Connor has his voice back and right. uh is connor going to because i mean it's something i've thought about but i mean i i want to be able to watch well, it and, he and might be record after that's a good point we haven't asked good him question. About it, he didn't we, he, asked. we we he, we just said you better be available next week but he didn't say yes or no he 
Yes, he did. He put a he put a he put a gif up there saying. But that's not a say. Yes, I swear, I swear, gift. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he mm-hmm. didn't say that. Yeah. So maybe mm-hmm. he does plan on being home for this one. Now, here's you know, the other maybe. question: Does he know that it's after the match? Well, because he, I'm not sure I knew it was after. <laughs> I'm not well, sure either, but that makes the most sense. I mean, yeah, we want to get it. We want to get it out. Sun- there. I mean, the game will be over Sunday, six p.m. Central Time. Jump yeah. on a little shortly thereafter. It's well, a yeah, normal it's schedule. Over about six, he can get home by seven. So, you know, he should be okay. And we don't need to talk about it on air, but I mean, there is a scenario where we, if we start at say seven p.m. Central, he could join us as soon as he gets home. Right. Exactly right. We're we're good to go. I think we're good. We're good. So, all right, guys, that was a lot of shit today. Oh my god, man, and it was like, it was like twenty minutes of loon stuff. The rest is all like hurricanes and good guys. And yeah, honestly, it was kind of a negative podcast. It, it was very it was. negative. Hopefully, next weekend's edition will be much more positive. But it's so funny. See. I've seen so before we get out of here, guys. I've seen the numbers go down as this team has sucked. The numbers shocking have have gone down. Well, listeners, down, you mean? Down. Listeners and uh, tweet people who have seen our tweets. Oh, and, that's uh, an, yeah, interacted that's down yeah. and down. Well, we're just gonna keep on keeping on, although, keep and on, we just on. gotta hope that this uh, next weekend won't be the last of our yeah. regular season or season podcast. You know, the the closing of this podcast is kind of like a Midwest goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we have a tendency to. We're ramblers. Yeah. We're right. Ram- we're ramblers. It happens. You think of something else to say and we're ramblers. It just fine. keeps going. It's fine. So yeah. it works. They all all listeners love it because they don't even listen to it anyway. So yeah, you don't have to listen to the beginning there. And if you don't want to, just you know hit that fast mm-hmm. forward button a few times. You know, just download yeah. it. Yep. Just download it. Yeah. You don't have to listen. Just download. That's all that's what just I download. tell everybody. That's right. Just download it. All right, guys. Uh, for myself, Tony, for Dave and David, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Go, Go Lose. Lose.